right back. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a And welcome to the first episode of the Bocce Bros Podcast. I'm Chris Lovell. Join with me today are my fellow Bocce Bros. We have Anthony Cugini up in uh, North Columbus there in the Westerville area. Carmen Marinucci is located in Youngstown. Shout out to 330. And my real brother, Dante Lovell, who's here to my right. You can see my hand on the screen. Um, he's here as well. So we are the Bocce Bros. Uh, we're really excited to start this podcast because it's this whole movement that we're kind of starting has picked up wind, I would say. And it's a movement that we're really proud of. Uh, we are the Bocce Bros. We are four guys who grew up playing this wonderful sport that we love. And mainly because it really reminds us of our Italian heritage. It reminds us of playing with our grandparents at an early age all the way up to, you know, recently for most of us. So uh, it's just a, a wonderful community that we've been a part of. And it's something that we think can be grown and um, that there's other people out there that really just haven't been able to enjoy it like we have. So we're trying to grow the sport, grow the community, join anyone else who's out there that's trying to do the same. For example, Alex uh, over at Oddball Sports and American Bocce, we spoke with him yesterday. We had a Zoom call with him. He's doing wonderful things with the game, uh, and we plan to partner with him very soon on, on some things. So, uh, and that's just one guy. I mean, there's, there's people out in Canada, New York, Chicago, uh, over in Cali uh, that have been really excited about what we're trying to do. So actually in Cali, we can throw it over to you, Carmen, uh, we had A.C. Slater, a.k.a. Mario Lopez, uh, rock one of our Youngstown bocce shirts that you could see Dante and I wearing here, and it's in the background of Carmen's video. Um, but, yeah, Carmen, why don't you go ahead and, and discuss how we were able to get that link, linked up? Yeah, Mario Lopez, wow. That, that was awesome. It was At first it seemed so random, but through being on the Youngstown bocce page, uh, you start to connect with people all over the country, all over the world. And one of the names I kept seeing coming up was Mario Lopez. And so one day I looked into it. I'm like, why is Mario Lopez all over this? But I hadn't seen any videos or pictures of him playing. So Rodney Rinks, one of his good friends and a L.A. producer, um, he is really good at bocce. And he has a court in his backyard, and I'm pretty sure Mario does as well. And so I started talking with him, and he wanted two sweatshirts, one for him, one for Mario. So uh, I hooked that up, and it was, uh, it was pretty cool, the result, getting that video from Mario, hearing him talk about Youngstown and Pittsburgh and his connections. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he's just a great-looking guy. I mean, the people love him. It, it was really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So you, he was able to see that off your Youngstown Bocce account, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's how it all started. Uh, and what's the handle for that? The handle is uh, Youngstown underscore Bocce, and right now we're exclusively on Instagram. It gives you a little uh, back room experience for Bocce in Youngstown. Awesome. Speaking of social media, if you're listening, please follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. It's all uh, under at the Bocce Bros. Also, I just made a TikTok for us, so we're going to be on there as well. Nice. <laughs> Getting some of the 12- and 15-year-olds out on the bocce courts. Uh, Dante, 
you're wearing the Youngstown Bocce crew neck. Why don't you kind of explain what went into to creating that? Yeah. Uh, so about last year, the Columbus Italian Festival, my brother, uh, myself, and a couple other guys from Youngstown wanted to put a team in. And what better team to represent than the city of Youngstown? And, you know, like we said, Carmen had that Youngstown Bocce account. And we may be a little bit biased, but um, Youngstown is the mecca of bocce. <laughs> as far as talent goes, Northeast Ohio in general. But uh, sorry, yeah. Anthony. Yeah, sorry, Anthony. You'll have to. You'll get there one day. But uh, yeah, so we wore it to the uh, festival in Columbus, and you know, a lot of people came up to us. You know, Youngstown, Youngstown. A lot of people from Youngstown uh, have moved to Columbus, Central Ohio over here. But then we wore the actual crewnecks to a Youngstown tournament, the MVR. And I forget the tournament. Do you remember which tournament it was? Carmen knows. What was that tournament? The pre-Carmstrong. Carmstrong. For those of you who don't know, the Carmstrong is one of the biggest tournaments, especially held at the MVR um, for the late Carm uh, at the MVR. Uh, But we had the pre-Carmstrong tournament, which is a big turnout. We wore it there. And the the amount of love and, like, uh, what attention we got from these, just a simple design like this, uh, for any for those of you who don't know Youngstown, we are incredibly proud from where we are from, um, you know. But uh, we got a lot of uh, attention from it, so we decided to make some for everyone. And that's that's kind of where this all started. So got a lot of attention from from the crew next. We thought, okay, can we do something with this? And that's where Anthony came in. Anthony's really entrepreneurial minded, and he's like, hey guys, we've talked about trying to figure, you know, how can we start our own business and what more do we like than bocce, you know, other than our families and friends maybe. So uh, he, he had the idea. We were able to initially create this as an apparel company. We knew Carmen from way back then. Car- wow, way, way back then. Carmen, his family and uh, our family in Youngstown were, were from the uh, Pagentro area in uh, Abruzzo, Italy. So we go way back. We Our families belong to the same Italian club. So we said, you know, let's get this guy in here as well. So us four make up the bocce bros. And as we've continued on, we just started this a few months ago. As we continued on, it's not only an apparel company. Uh, it, we're trying to create uh, a more of a scene for the bocce community, but also really dive into the younger generation and getting uh, the exposure to the younger generation. That way the game continues to grow. So that's essentially what we're trying to do. One thing to be on the lookout for is our um, youth tournaments, I would say, that we're going to start throwing. And what that essentially is, and Carmen started this in Youngstown called the Yobo. It's, is it the Youth Bocce? What, or how, what does it stand for? Everyone always yeah, it, mixes it, it up. Yobo stands for Youth Bocce, but it, it was kind of made as um, a play on words. So you could think of it as Youngstown Bocce or youth bocce but originally it was youth bocce for the youth bocce classic okay and that's that's what we want to do we want to take the game to the next level it's a blast so it's a 40 and under tournament we're thinking it's probably going to stay that way but we still have some we haven't really talked through it fully yet but it's a full day of fun if you look at our youtube page you'll be able to see our first vlog from it and you'll understand why it's a lot of fun we had a lot of fun so look for it in columbus and cleveland and then it's going to expand from there, we hope. I mean, we had so much fun. For instance, we are competitive people, and um, our team got knocked out, <laughs> I would say, fairly quick, um, you know, despite we stunk. how proud we were to be in that tournament. But, you know, even though we were knocked out early, we had, like, more fun than we would more have. More fun than anyone. Yeah. The, champion, the teams playing the championship <laughs> sure. looked over at our court. It was six on six, so we added two balls to our court. 
I mean, we were screaming, having a blast. You could tell. I mean, it was it was well worth it. Yeah, like Chris said, check out that YouTube video. We had maybe some would say a little too much fun, but not in our minds. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that, and we'll continue on. But I wanted to kind of give you, the listeners a background of us as individuals. A lot of people are asking me, okay, who are the bocce bros? Because they see us with several of our friends. They don't know who are the four guys that created it. They don't know who's a part of Youngstown Bocce, who isn't. So it's it's kind of confusing, but at the same time, that's what we're starting. We don't really care who's a bocce bro or who isn't. We would just want everyone to be in and, and have a good time. So, Anthony, I'll start with you. Uh, kind of give us a background of your bocce story. I think it's pretty interesting, um, and it's exactly what I initially brought or said earlier about why we play the game. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, bocce to me has been family. Uh, we started uh, playing indoor at a place called Abruzzi Club here in Westerville. And, uh, you know, it was an every Wednesday night thing. And every Wednesday night was going to this club, playing indoor and watching all these old guys. And I probably was six or seven starting to go there. I mean, this is when smoking could be indoors. I'd come home just full of cigar and cigarette smoke. My when, mom would be so pissed. When men were men. When men, yeah, when men were men. Wow, you're uh, old. And then, <laughs> you know, that turned into kind of what Dante said earlier. It was like, you know, we were talking earlier, and it's like you just were wanting to play. Like you watch and watch and watch. Like when can I play? When can I play? When can I play? But it was all the old guys. Like they wouldn't let the young, the young and me, I mean, being eight years old, to play. So this went on for geez, six, seven years. I probably finally, when I was thirteen or fourteen, my dad's finally like, okay okay, you can play, right? Some, some probably old guy croaked, or I don't know, some guy didn't show up or something, who knows? <laughs> and they let me play. And, you know, that started my bocce career. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm 35. So that was, you know, 15, 16, 16 years ago. And some people who um, don't know the game of bocce, sorry to interrupt you before you continue, Anthony, like you said, bocce career. Some people will laugh like bocce career. Isn't that a game for old people? Like, okay, yeah, a lot of, it is associated with the older demographic, but once you get involved in the game, you know, you, you turn on ESPN2, you see Cornhole there. You know, Bashi is not far behind. Yeah, no, so I agree. And so, so that's how, you know, the team that I think was well-known in Columbus was Cugini Club. And that was uh, my grandpa who uh, just passed in Jan. He was 89, my, gra- my grandpa's brother and my dad. And we played together for, I think, 18 years as a team. I mean, no matter where we went. We, we were the team that, you know, we played together, and it was great. And I hope you have a, we have a video somewhere of your grandpa because when he says 89, he really played up until 89, and he would hop up on this court, and people would, you know, shrug him off. You have some young guys playing. They shrug him off, and we just smirk on the side like they do not know what's coming. <laughs> he, he gets his little ball, sits there, flicks it, touches the Paulino, and then shrugs his shoulders and walks off <laughs> yep, like it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's Bocce to me. Bocce was every Wednesday family and that just turned into, you know, meeting people and then starting to go to tournaments in uh, Northeast Ohio and meeting all the Cleveland guys. And it's just been, uh, it's been part of just life for me. Anthony, when did you start, when do you think you started to see the demographic change and when did Bocce kind of change in your mind? Cause obviously it's always been, a family sport for us or game, whatever we want to call it. And I kind of saw it myself as something, uh, my dad plays some older people play like we talked about, but then eventually my vision completely changed and I was all in on getting my friends playing and getting younger people playing. 
Yeah. I, For you, when did you start to see that? Because you've been playing so long. I think it's a great question. You know, I think Columbus is behind the times on it. And I think this is why I'm excited that, you know, Dante and Chris are here in Columbus with me to kind of really bring this to this city. Um, it wasn't until I think 2012 or 13 when I went to the JAC tournament at the Alta House in Cleveland, whereas like where I met Dennis and Croche and those guys for the first okay. time. And I said, holy crap, there are guys younger than 40 that play bocce outside of me. Like it was eye opening. <laughs> I mean, and are good and, and are freaking good. They're all right. right. Good. Um, you know, for me, it was always with the 70 and 80 year olds, 60, 70 and 80 year olds. And that was, I mean, as much as people would make fun of it, but it was, that's what it was for me here in Columbus. But then Cleveland really opened my eyes to that. Carmen, when did you see the shift? I saw the shift my second year playing, uh, Pudge and Toronto club. My friends started buying in it. It went from like, uh, let's go and get drunk or, you know, just do something different, which is still fine. But our second year, when was your second like a, year? Second year was two years ago. Okay. Oh, wow. So 2018 and we were playing winter bocce at the Pudge and Toronto club. And we went on a, let's see, we won 20 games and lost one to end the season. And this, we were in the B League at the time. We dominated the playoffs, and we realized, like, holy cow, we're actually, we're tough, we're having fun, we're drinking, we're meeting people. But we were like, we could actually build on this. And I started to see it in the eyes of my teammates, and I was like, this is something I want to be a part of and get other people involved in. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know how new you are to the game, Carmen. Yeah. I think that's good for all of us. I mean, we're so for me, I grew up on the game and it was kind of a similar situation where it's like, okay, I'm young, I want to keep I want to play. Where when can I play? And there was never really that opportunity until Dante and I joined the Columbus Italian Club. And it's a phenomenal club here. We're actually in it now. If you're watching on YouTube, you could see it behind me. And um the competition here is is decent, but it's nowhere near like it was or is in Northeast Ohio. And it's just because it's just a different culture. You know, it's a, a different demographic here. It's a much younger club. And it was more just of a social event, a way for everyone to come here, hang out, get away from their wives and play some bocce. So when we joined, we're like, OK, we could kind of take this to the next level. Um, and it really, for me, wasn't until we went to the Pagenciano Club for the uh, Feast of the Madonna a couple years ago. We had a tournament. And that's when I was like, okay, there's kids here younger than me, similar to Anthony's story, that take this game a lot more seriously than I do. And the competitor in me is like, well, you're not effing more time than I am. You know, my grandpa built a court <laughs> in my backyard. How the hell are you better than me? Like, I'm like all pissed off at this point. So... From that point on, that was a couple of years ago. I'm like, okay, we need to, I need to get better. And what's helped is Anthony kind of pushing us to create a team and start joining these tournaments across Ohio. And I know there's some in Kentucky as well that you guys have been a part of. Yeah, I think what this year we did, what, six or seven tournaments. Yeah, give or take. And to, I want to add on to what Anthony said, like the level of competition, and that's not to knock. Obviously, there's a lot of good players that we faced in, in Columbus, but uh, – 
when Chris and I joined this Columbus Town Club in 2016, um, you know, we joined the leagues here. And, I, you know, I, Chris or I, we would shoot. We, for those of you who don't know, botching a ball or shooting a ball means basically throwing the ball a little harder so you can knock out another ball that's, you know, closer to the Paulino, the small ball. So when we started shooting and firing the ball off hard, we would get, you know, people would look at us like, what, what the hell? Was, what did you just do? Why would you throw so hard? Why are you whipping the ball? Why would you run across the line, this and that? And we looked at them like, this is how you play. What are you talking about? So, you know, we were, like, timid at first because we're in a new club, new, you know, newish city. We lived there for a couple of years. But um, they, like, kind of just looked at us side-eyed like, what, what are these freaks doing? <laughs> you know, lo and behold, four years later, you know, we're everyone's still part of doing it. Everyone's shooting the ball now. Everyone's trying to practice. People are coming on the, you know, off-league nights and practicing. So it's, it's glad to see that, you know, I don't want to say – we definitely had a, a part yeah. in changing the game a little bit just within our club. So it's exciting to see that change, um, you know. Yeah. That is why we got kicked out of multiple clubs in Columbus. <laughs> when he says hey. we, that's Anthony, not us. <laughs> Anthony and his family. <laughs> hey, they call it botchy. They don't call it rolling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I kind of wanted to touch on the tournaments too. That's honestly what's gotten me the most excited about this sport. And I th- whether you enjoy play bocce regularly or not, if there's a tournament near you, you need to go to it and try and participate because it's it's a blast. I mean, I don't think I've had a bad time at one tournament, and we've lost most of them. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's I keep repeating the word community. I need to find a different word. But when you get there, everyone's happy because they're there to play. They're there to have a good time. They're there to have a few drinks, play the sport, communic- or you know, talk to people, meet new people, network, whatever it may be. And it's just always a good time. Like, for instance, the Columbus Italian Festival. We get there early. You know it's going to be an an all-day event, so you prep for it. We get there at 10 a.m., whatever it is. You have your coffee. You're excited. You know, it's fall weather. There's some college games that are going to be on throughout the day that you're going to be able to watch. But you get there, and everyone's just ready to go. You crack open your beer at 1130, and you get to playing all day. And it's, it's awesome. You have the lights up over the courts. You have people from the fest coming around watching you. You could tell they're interested. People sit down. I mean, we were watching the championship game when there was probably 70 to 80 people just standing there watching everyone play. Yeah. You know, and that's just not that tournament. That's especially in, in Cleveland. We have the uh, Italian Fest up there, but the Alta House has their tournament. And I'm told, I've never been, maybe you guys can talk about this, but I'm told the, the, you know, the families out there cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner for everyone. And that's just, that's what it's all about. It's about people coming together, having a good time, drinking, and, you know, just partying, essentially. Yeah. We've made so I many mean, friends. We, um, we, were, we were so bummed that the Italian festival was canceled this year. We host our own tournament here. Yeah, go we, into that, Ant. Yeah. I mean, we had the biggest turnout in Columbus for a tournament. We had 27 teams. It was the first time we did a four-man walk. Um, you know, I still get emails today saying, you know, how great the group of us did putting that together. Um, it was a beautiful day. Uh, we used the Brucey Club grounds, which had four covered courts. You know, we went there, worked the courts, got them ready. Uh, we did have teams from Cleveland, West Virginia, Lexington. Um, all during Columbus a all, all, di- all during a pandemic too. So like everyone was socially yeah. distanced, all outside, and I think it couldn't have gone better. To be honest with you. 
Yeah, I mean, we we love the game and we we would love to just kind of expand this community to people that, you know, have never played mm-hmm. and, you know, do these youth bocha tournaments, um, you know, just just to show the fun, it, the fun that we can have and and just the the time just being around each other drinking, like Chris is saying, I mean, it's just you can't it's hard to explain in words until you actually just do it. Yeah. So got to do it. Two of my friends, Chris, Anna. And Carmen Katua. Now, Carmen has played bocce before, but not really competitively. And Hannah's, he had no idea what he was doing. And uh, a guy from the club needed a couple guys for his team. I called those guys up. They said, yeah, we'll come and play. And they still text me talking about how much fun they had. They were a low-ranked team. or Yeah, low-ranked team, even though we don't do rankings. But you know who the good teams are and who, who aren't. Side note to cut you off. You, in the middle of the tournament, you looked at me and you're like, man, these guys were late add-ons. They're not supposed to be doing better than us. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think we've lost our first game before they did. So, <laughs> you know, we eventually played them and we knocked them out. But I, it made me so happy to look over on a court, see those guys playing. They're talking to the other t- their teammates. They're strategizing. Like, it's, it was cool to see them walk away and experience exactly what I experienced. And it's just a, a good time. I mean, it's, you get everything involved. You get your families there, friends, competitive nature. You know, you get to whip a ball at another ball. That's always fun, especially when you hit it. Something Anthony really can't do that well. Uh, <laughs> He's learning. He's learning. But it's, it's the best. So long story short, play bocce. The end. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyways, that's <laughs> the podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, what else, what else do you guys want to touch on? I mean, let's talk about some of the tournaments we were involved in. I know that, uh, you know, like we said, he said six or seven. But, I mean, even, you know, during a pandemic, we're like, what the heck are we going to do this summer? And I would probably say this is the summer of bocce. Like, what else better than an outdoor event where, you know, you could be as socially distanced as one can. Um, We went to tournaments in Cleveland, uh, Jerry's house. So, uh, I don't know if you – Anthony, why don't you talk about Jerry and how you got connected to to this private tournament? Yeah, so um, I, you know, Chris was mentioning Little Italy and the Alta House, and they have a beautiful three courts outdoor. And um, there's a memorial term that's done every year, the John Anthony Chapulo for Michael Chapulo, great guy, great family friend. Um, I think we've been supporting that tournament. I looked since 2011, so I've been going to that tournament for nine years now. And with COVID, um, you know, they had to move it to uh, a separate grounds, and you know, you guys came and we were like, we're going to some guy's house. Like what the hell? And we pulled up and I mean, I, I don't know, Carmen, you were there, explain the house. Like you, you, you'll probably do a better job. Just explain the grounds. Like, what was it? So first there's organized parking. So that just gives you an idea how big the yard is <laughs> organized parking. You get out and you're just blown away by the addition. The house is nice. Don't get me wrong, but your eyes are on the addition, which is two indoor bocce courts that have garage door openings on one side and are actually completely open on the other side. And it's unbelievable. When I walked in, the maintenance that was done, the scoreboards, the, the way that they built it. Don't mention the, uh, or don't forget to mention the baseball field regulation softball field in the backyard for his granddaughters to play. They play league games back there actually, which is amazing. 
everything was just so well built. I was I was in shock. And I know you guys can all agree with this, but it was funny. There's this one guy in this club uh, from Youngstown, and he has a quote. He's like, "Yeah, people from Youngstown, they they'll go, they'll look at someone they don't know, and they'll go, I don't I don't know him, but I don't like him. So you know, we come to this tournament, we don't know anyone, and you know, it's competitive, obviously, but you know, we want want to be, have fun. But you know, everyone was just so kind and welcoming. I mean, is literally welcoming us to his house. They cooked for us. You know, all, you know, what was it, 20 teams, or give or take. And it was just a day we set up our tents, had, you know, some drinks, some food, and just had a great, great time. Um, so yeah. that was one of the tournaments. Uh, does it, I don't know if anyone wants to follow up on that, yeah. but some of the other tournaments we had, I mean, we did great. I know you guys went to Youngstown, and it's tough because we can't all be, sometimes can't make the same tournament. So, you know, we, we have, you know, our other people that we bring in that may not be part of the Bocce Brothers, you know, or the Bocce Bros, you know. But um, we consider them close friends or close family friends, and they play with us. Like for John, John Panico, for instance, I know we've won a couple tournaments this year. The fall tournament at the Abruzzi Club, we won a couple weeks ago. And then we won the Columbus Italian Club members-only tournament uh, a week after that as well. Carm, unfortunately, couldn't join us, but he, uh, he'll get down here, and we'll all get together to win one here soon. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we went – not only did we go up to Cleveland Youngstown, but then we turned around and drove – uh, three and a half hours for Columbus, I think five hours for Carm to Lexington. Yeah. And we went to a vineyard with two courts. And I mean, Carm, the competition there was, was amazing. I mean, what, what was it? Tron was there. Uh, watertight roofing was there. I mean, some Cascade of the, Park in Cascade Park. I mean, some of the big name, big guys, people might not be known so, who yeah. you're talking about. You're just saying Tron Cascade Park. And but you have these dynasty teams. <laughs> if you're in the botch, you world, you know that these teams, you have the same people, the same teams who play in the same leagues, they show up at every tournament, and you know, and it's it's, it's it makes it that much more fun because you build. I don't want to say a rivalry rivalry because it's not like oh we hate this team, um, but it's definitely a competitive rivalry um, that you know you see this team you're like oh I want to beat them finally you know they're always winning you know this that and this we're a little newer on the bocce scene as far as tournaments go as we just started traveling around but uh, definitely yeah, it's I fun. Equate, I equate it to like college football like you know you have your Alabama Ohio State uh Clemson kind of teams that you see all the time yeah and then you have us where do you where do you, where do you put us we're like, Notre Dame we? we're Notre Dame we, we're not in a conference we just joined one this year we'll be Ohio State next year we'll be Ohio State I next like, year oh kind of like that you got you know a lot of these teams have been playing for 10 plus years and you have us that have been playing for less than a year and that's we've Anthony together. less than a year together yeah right and we still actually haven't played in a tournament together that's so. true us four haven't no so, yeah. I mean, it's... Sky's the limit. That's the thing. You know, with Bocce, you, you have to have, I would say, at least a strong six guys who have played with one another because there's going to be some weekends where someone can't make it. But, but that team needs to play in several tournaments together. That way you can... So there's positions in Bocce, if you're new to the game. If you have a four-man walk, which is what Anthony briefly said earlier... Each person gets one ball to throw. So you have your point man, which is a guy that throws first. And your point man needs to be on the money as close to the Pauline as he can get. Because it's just, I mean, strategy at that point would mean the next, the opposing team will have to try and botch it out or try and get closer. And it's just a very difficult shot for, for that next team to, to make. Then your next guy also has to be that in between, which is, you know, can he shoot or can he roll in as well? It's usually the second guy that throws is, is that in between. He can do both. 
then your third and fourth guy are mostly your shooters and, and somewhat good rollers as well. With us, what's good about the Columbus Italian Club and some of the other leagues that we play in, we roll and shoot, so a lot of us can do both, which is good. But because of that, I know when we get into tournaments, there's some guys that would rather shoot more just because it's a little more fun, and other guys might want to roll more. So for I us... Never had a, I never had a roll growing up. I had my grandpa. Right. Never. Right. So, like, yeah, Anthony's a prime example. He during his, you know, growing up years and, and playing this game for 10 to 15 with his grandpa, you know, he, he always had to shoot. So long story short, what makes a great team is one playing together. It's just like any other sport, any other kind of team you may have, whether it's sport or not. You have to gel together. You have to know your role. You have to communicate well, and you have to get as much playing time as possible. So and, I, and we're talking about like the elite competitions here. Like we're talking about, you know, 200 $300 entry fees like then there's the whole flip side of like the Yobo where we had people coming in that were from Youngstown College that just wanted to go and have fun and you know we were we were there just to to throw around and have fun the whole day like that so yeah there's so there's competition bocce and there's fun. social bocce the yeah. Yobo is more social which is what it should be it's a, a blast right I I think there there needs to be a good uh, good mixture balance between the two uh both have their place. Both are, are good for the sport. Um, but I definitely like having both of those aspects. Um, one of the things that I was going to point out um, from what Chris said, for people who like basketball like me, the way I think of it as the one, one man or one woman, the two, the three, and the four, the one being the pointer, the two being the second roller, usually can hit as well, or you, you'd like them to. The three is the lead botcher, will most likely just botch all game unless you need them to roll. And then the four is kind of that in-between will do either or whatever needs to be done. And so that's the way I call it out to it's my much, team. Much yeah. better explanation. <laughs> it's like a, in a perfect world, you know, that's what you would like to have yeah. on a team for sure. And, you know, Anthony mentioned the different terms like social bocce, competitive bocce, one fun tournament that we had was a high-stakes bocce tournament. And I think oh. it was me, Carm, uh, Anthony. Chris couldn't make it that week. Who else was it? Was it Mr. your dad? Cugini. Mr. Kujini. Paul Kujini. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think – did we win one? $1,000 entry. $1,000 yeah, we entry. We knocked, we knocked out the owner. Uh, we did knock out the owner. We did. Yeah. We won one game. We won one game. So the prize of that tournament was how much? Fourteen. Sixteen thousand was to first place. So for you people who just think bocce is a sport you play in the backyard, it's yeah. not. No. I mean, it can be. <laughs> Again, that's yeah. social bocce. But if you like the sport, if it's something, you know, it's, Carmen mentioned this when we were interviewed by WFMJ of Youngstown. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> Check it out on uh, our Instagram. <laughs> All seven people watched it. Um, you know, it's really good for athletes that, or, you know, athletes that have grown up, they're young professionals now, and there's only so much basketball and maybe flag football you can play until your body starts to break down. <laughs> I'm experiencing that now as a 31-year-old. But, you know, this sport gets your juices flowing. It's competitive. It's fun. And that's, you know, it's perfect if you come from that sport background and you just want to do something that you can enjoy once or twice a week, you know, during your, your spare time. It's yeah. not fun when a seven-year-old's throwing better than you, though, let me tell you. <laughs> this is true. 
a seven-year-old? Oh, yeah. Who? You'll get those guys. Uh, sounds like you're not that good then. We might have to rethink this old bocce brothers thing. Put you up for adoption. <laughs> so, um, you know, next year, I think something to look out for with the bot. So, uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about our future. With COVID currently spiking up, there's really not much we can do tournament-wise. Can't really have anything indoor. So... You know, I'm not sure how much action we're going to see from the Bocce Bros in regards to tournaments during the winter. But spring, early summer, I would say expect our first probably uh, youth tournament, whether it's in Cleveland or here in Columbus. What do you guys say about that? Yeah. I mean, I can't wait, to be honest. Yeah, and I think we're going to get the Bocce Bros team debut probably in that time frame too. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, we're going to do that on top of, we definitely are going to continue to post more content. There's so much stuff we can do, whether it's related to bocce or not. This isn't just a bocce thing. It's more just, we're here to have fun. So watch out for the content there and this podcast. We're going to have several guests on guys that have been in the game for several years. Like I said, Alex over there at oddball sports is going to come on. He's going to be able to describe everything he's doing. I think it's a really cool idea. So a little background, we spoke with him yesterday on zoom he is starting social leagues and well, he's already done this. He's built it where it's expanding to different States. And I heard he was speaking with, um, you know, guys in London about expanding it there, but he builds these makeshift courts. A bocce court is very hard to build. You need to have the space for it. You need to pass permits, stuff like that. If you're a bar, but what you can do if you have the space is have a little makeshift court. It doesn't need to be professional because, again, you're there to have a beer in your hand and throw some bocce, and that's actually one of their rules. So his idea, his business model is we'll bring in these courts. He spoke with a guy overseas about, um, like, these posts that you can build to make a court, all different sizes. It just depends on how big the bar is. And one of the rules is you have to have a beer in your hand when you're throwing. And why is that important? Because it brings revenue to the bars. So... They do a phenomenal job at marketing, at reaching the local news, at finding, you know, people to come in and build these leagues for these bars. They work with, um, I don't know if you want to call them game managers, bar managers on running the tournaments. And everything I've seen on their page is, it looks like a great time. They do a very good job streaming the games, a very good job marketing the games. And and it's just, a again, something we're trying to do in, in somewhat a different way. Mm-hmm. But it's just building the sport and showing how how fun it could be. Yeah, so and Chris and I, like we we love to have fun. Is uh, you if you haven't realized by now, you soon will. But I mean, there was like one fall tournament here at the Columbus Italian Club where we were both knocked out of the playoffs. So instead, we decided to do a little announcing of the game. This was probably three years ago, and we had a blast. We announced it just mainly as a joke, you know. Drinks were flowing, so we were very outgoing at the time. We and could post uh, that. yeah, definitely. And um, so, you know, we talked about doing that, you know, like do some like more, maybe some, you know, organized announcing and stuff like that. Then I turn out, you know, it turns out, you know, Alex and uh, Oddball Sports and American Bocce Company, they do, they did very similar, if not better stuff, you know, with their announcing, like it was a real, you know, NFL broadcast. And that's just something that they're doing great. And Alex has been so kind to us as we joined the bocce scene. And we just like Chris and uh, Anthony said, we spoke to him yesterday Great guy. I'm looking forward to speaking with him more, you know, on the podcast and just in general with collabing with him. 
Yeah, so I'm pretty uh, pretty bummed out that I wasn't able to make it yesterday to talk to him. But um, with Alex, actually, I think I was the first to interact with him. I just still haven't gotten to meet him. Mm -hmm. But basically, let's see, when we posted about Mario Lopez, mm -hmm. he, uh, he reached out, he bought a sweatshirt, he put a picture up, and I read his caption. And, you know, you meet so many people... Um, you don't know what exactly each person is doing. You don't realize that he actually has a business for this. And so I started reading the post and this guy was all in. He was all about the same things that we were about, the community, having fun. He was talking about the bocce community coming together during COVID. And he was kind of, I think he was kind of shocked to see how widespread it was in Ohio, just just as I was shocked to see how widespread it is in Chicago. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Very true. So, you know, he's going to be on. We have Dennis from Cleveland, one of the better bocce players in Northeast Ohio. Rodney Rinks. Shout out to the Tutty Fade. The Tutty Fade. Uh, yeah, that's Mario Lopez's guy. They're boys. He's been also another guy who's just been very kind and loves the game of bocce who we can't wait to talk with and connect with. Yeah, so he's, he'll be on, and we have guys from Canada reaching out. I mean, it's it's going to be fun. So we're not really sure where this is going. We just know we like it, and it's a really good hobby right now for us to do. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll continue moving forward yeah. with this. And but if, you, if you're interested, sorry to cut you off, if you're interested in, you know, not just if you're not from Youngstown, if you're not from Columbus, check out thebocchebros.com. We have a lot of apparel on there, not just Columbus, not just Youngstown. We have L.A., we have Chicago, but, uh, yeah, please check it out and, you know, give us a nice little rating, too. Yeah. Anything else for us tonight, guys? Mm. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the guests coming on. It's going to be real fun to talk to them. I was thinking, I was thinking of a question I want to ask you guys before we, before we end it. Uh, best bocce memory? Best bocce memory. I'll start it off because I've had a hot year. I won't lie. <laughs> oh, crazy. none of us know. Yeah, you had a high year. We were, yeah, <laughs> so, you, never mind. <laughs> we'll mention it in the other <laughs> other podcast. But um, no, go ahead. Talk I mean, won. you've had a phenomenal year. Yeah. So coming into the Columbus Italian Club in 2016, I was lucky enough to be on a random team, and we won my first year here. I repeated in fall, so I had a target on my back. One and then, memory, Dante. One Not memory. Like seven. Yeah, sorry, one sorry. Memory. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. My bad. Oh, well, tw He's naming all of his <laughs> fucking champions. Twenty minutes later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> humble brag. Humble brag. But this year, uh, the summer turn or the summer league, I was drafted on a good team we do a draft you get 200 fake dollars and then random people are drawn but uh i won that one in the summer in the columbus italian club and then we were able to together uh me anthony chris and john panico we won the members tournament and then a week later i won the fall tournament uh here at the columbus italian club so i think this year has been one of my you know better years as far as coming out on top so i think uh i'm looking forward to you know what spring holds for us Carm? Okay, I have two. One involves me and my team. One involves my girlfriend and my team. So I'll, I'll start with uh, I'll start with me. My favorite memory probably this January. I won my first what I would call real competitive tournament. Um, so sorry to the Pajantrano uh, <laughs> Festival tournament. You know that's a fun family tournament and it's really competitive but yeah, who did you beat one, in that 
we beat you guys. Yeah, me, my mom, my dad, my cousin. And he that was an awesome he, and, game. And he stacked was his that this team. year? I thought it was the year I bought you for Dante. I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. That was this last was year. Two oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. oh, two last years. Year. But um, we're playing in a tournament. My dad hosts a three-man or three-person, three-ball tournament where you show up that morning and we have all these names. It's usually Youngstown bocce players. I'm going to try and get you guys in the pot this year. And basically, he mixes them all around, puts botchers in one hat, rollers in another, and you pick out of the hat right there. So you're playing with people you've never even met before. And so my team was undefeated in the semifinal game against one of the, probably one of the best combinations there, some of the best players in Youngstown. And there were three balls lined up, just like I didn't have much window to hit this ball. And the Pauline was right here. And everyone was watching this game. All these guys who have played for a long time, these girls too, are really good. The nerves start to kick and in. I was so nervous. And I just went for it, split all three balls, hit the ball I needed to hit, didn't hit the Pauline, and we won the game. Shocking. And like, my up. team Shocking. went nuts. No, I didn't hit the Pauline. Shocking. In order to win. Oh. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, when we tell Carmen to shoot a ball, he just don't hit yeah, he'll, 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 he'll miss the ball but hit the Paulino every time. It's <laughs> been a rough summer of botching, I'm not going to lie. Um, but that was awesome because my team was so into it. And that was my first time, like I said, actually doing well in a real tournament. Um, we'll, we'll come back to me for the last memory. You guys don't know this one, but let's go to Chris for this one. Um, there's a few. One is seeing the bocce court built in our backyard. I thought that was really cool growing up. I'm like, you know, who the hell has a bocce court? I didn't know that was like, you know, I'd go to school and be like, do you have a bocce court? And I'm like, <laughs> they're like what the fuck's bocce, you know? Like, what? Um, but it was just cool because, like, my grandpa helped build it, and it was a little neat thing. But um, our first tournament we played together, so we have an older brother, Bobby. He's expecting child number two this week or within the next few weeks, I should say. Um, he'd be a lot more involved in this, but with COVID and the baby on the way, he just has to be careful. He's redshirted this year. He's, it's his redshirt year. Yeah, he's a phenomenal bocce player too. So our first tournament together was uh, a few years ago at the Abruzzi Club. Anthony might remember this. but I it was, remember this. It was my older brother, Dante, myself, and my dad. It was the first tournament we played in, um, and we won it. So that was, that was pretty cool. It was a really fun day. We got to beat everyone in Columbus, including Anthony. Um, and family. It was all family, too, <laughs> on the team, which was even better. Yeah. So that was that's that's a very close memory of mine. That's exciting. Tony? That's great. I'm glad you get to enjoy. And there was another memory at the Gerardo Classic where I think our team beat Anthony's team. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. My sister, <laughs> my sister played. Your sister Don't played sister, you. Yeah, your sister's a great bocce player, too. Anyways, Anthony, uh, your best memory. Uh, best memory. God, I think it was beating John and Dante with my grandpa in the two-man tournament. <laughs> Love that. I, I actually, I want to interrupt man. this. I want to tell go. this story because, like, we talked about his grandpa earlier, and, like, he was the, was the, is the freaking man. Um, so we get to the – and John and I are, are former champs, so we're coming into try, try, trying to repeat. And John and I are pretty good together. He could roll botch. I could roll botch. And we get to the championship against our good friends, Anthony Cugini and his – uh, grandfather Gerardo, 
at 88 years old. At 88, and there's a crowd around this, you know, so, you know, no one is on our side. How are you going to root against an 88-year-old man and his grandchild? Like, no one wanted us (laughs) to win. So, like, (laughs) I remember I shot a ball, and I messed up, and the whole crowd goes, oh. (laughs) They they didn't want any part of us winning that game, and I don't blame them. And you guys ended up coming on top. It was probably, like, the one win, like, where I wasn't, like, upset to lose a game because, like, how could you be upset? Yeah, I think uh, so. We made a decision the day before in the four man to not play my grandpa because mm-hmm. my dad's like, ah, you know, he's getting too old. It's a long day. We shouldn't have him play, and that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. We 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 got knocked out. We lost. Like we should have had him play. So the next day, I called him. I'm like, no, no. I was like, I know you didn't play yesterday. I was like, you want to play? He's like, yeah, I'll play. <laughs> Let's play. And then next thing you know, it's just like he was so happy that we. I will Aww. never forget. Like. Yeah the picture we had together and like just oh it was such a great memory. I'll never fun, forget that. Fun time too. I was on Facebook yesterday and it's a suggested friends, Gerardo Cugini. <laughs> oh man. So I clicked it's backwards I, hat. Awesome. I clicked on it and uh you <laughs> one of his pictures, I you had you you had to post this for him. It's a yeah. chilling with my grandchild or something. <laughs> but I, it was I have uh I have his status as in a complicated relationship since 1950. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I enjoyed going through those pages and seeing all the, the bocce memories that, that you guys shared. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Which I hope now to make with you guys. So definitely, that's what I'm definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Carl, right. you want to end with your last one before we cut it? Yeah. 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 I almost forgot my, uh, the last one that I wanted to share, cause this kind of goes along with the theme of the bocce brothers bring in young people who don't know what bocce is and um, don't really care what bocce is at first. So my girlfriend was one of those people, Sophia Mancini, nice Italian name, but she knew nothing about bocce or how much it was played in Youngstown. So of course I had to get her on my mixed doubles team in the summer at MVR. And at first she was a little hesitant. She wanted to come just to have fun, you know, play with, me, my sister, parents, and we get to the championship game of this league. And this is, it's a pretty good league. And there was a play where she basically, she had to botch the Pauline. That was the only chance we had. Like we were going to lose or she botches the Paulina and we win. And she was so nervous. (laughs) And I went over, talked to her, calmed her down. And she drilled it, and we won the game, and, like, the place went nuts. And just the look in her face, she was hooked. Like, right after that, she was hooked. She loved it. She loved <laughs> the way the team was and, and just the way the game is. It was awesome. She got that bocce high. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's what it's about. It's about making those memories. It's about building a community, networking with people, meeting new people, everyone sharing the same interests, everyone wanting to have a good time, being competitive at the same time. And that's and why we're You know here. what? It doesn't need to be a full competitive game. You could have a social game and, and still have those juices flowing, but not where you're not having fun, right? So it's, that's what we're here for. We're here to expand the footprint, build a community, continue to talk to these guys across the country, see what we can do. Uh, with a you know collaboratively and and grow grow the game as much as we can. So thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. 
this podcast, really, we didn't have a, a typical agenda. It was just, hey, let's introduce ourselves and we'll go from there. So keep that in mind. We're all new to this. We appreciate you listening in. Please join us on social media. Follow us at The Bocce Bros. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Again, it's going to be under The Bocce Bros. Um, and if you want to see an actual, you know, the actual video of the podcast, check it out on YouTube, correct? Yeah, we're going to post that as well. So Subscribe. 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 Like <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been a blast. We'll catch Tell you next one. Quick. Peace. Ain't kick in the head. The fellow once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Like the sailor said, quote,